Welcome back to the Juice Time Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Adamani, and alongside me tonight, folks, is none other than the man himself, arguably the most important newsbreaker and sports writer in central Iowa, my brother, Nicholas Osen of 24-7 Sports. Nick, it just may be the greatest time to be around the Iowa State Cyclones, certainly in recent memory, because the Iowa State men's basketball team is ranked 14th in the nation, and they continue to roll. How are you doing tonight, my brother? Well, thank you very much for that opening. Not sure, not quite sure I deserve that much, but thank you for that, brother. And honestly, you're you're right about a lot of that. It's a great time to be around. The basketball team's rolling. Things are becoming official within the football program. And I'm sure we're going to touch on some NFL news, which Cyclones have a little bit of that as well. But things are great. It's been too long, folks. Thank you for your patience. This won't be happening again. Thank you. Nick, you're absolutely right about that. We are going to be rolling all throughout the NFL playoffs and kicking it off here tonight with the Super Wild Card Weekend preview. And not only are the Iowa State Cyclones rolling on the basketball court, but my alma mater, the Milwaukee Panthers, sit atop the Horizon League standings with a newly minted 12-5 record after tonight's win over Northern Kentucky, a very familiar foe. So things are nearly pristine on the basketball front, and we get to dive in deep on Super Wildcard Weekend. So folks, strap in for a wild one. And as always, juice up! All right, Nick. Of course, it's going to be an astronomical weekend in the world of sports. You'll be heading down to historic Allen Fieldhouse for KU versus Iowa State, which is going to be a gem of a basketball game. I will have dual screen with San Francisco 49ers on one and the Cyclones against the Jayhawks on another. And I will just be coming off of an entire morning of coaching basketball games myself so a sports filled weekend i would say one of our favorite weekends of the year because these are some of the most important football games that we get to enjoy in the calendar year of course our beloved chicago bears are not participating in the playoffs for the second year in a row but the good news to come out of Chicago is that we have secured the number one overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. You know my thoughts on it. I hope we field a great deal of trades from teams that need a quarterback in the coming months. So, Nick, before we dive into these matchups, I just want to hear your thoughts on our potential number one pick. Are we holding on to it or are we going to make a move with some desperate franchises. Threw a lot at me there. A lot of good stuff. First off, hats off to the Panthers in college basketball, truly. Not my alma mater, though I spent a lot of time on that campus. But with my brother here, 
But truly, that's that's a great story right now. Iowa State is rolling. I will be at that game. And for the Bears' number one pick, you've never really been a huge, you know, tank, good draft picks type guy. I haven't either. This is really the first year that we weren't even pulling for it, but we were happy with how things finished. Lovey Smith deserves way better out in Houston, our all-time favorite coach. But in terms of what I think, honestly, I I feel like our front office is certainly, uh, you know, very smart and competent with these things, much better than us. So I do think they'll trade for it, or I'm sorry, trade it away. My big thing is who do you like in that spot when you fall down to three or four? Really since September, October, October, I'll say, when we knew we weren't going to do anything. I've wanted Will Anderson, but I'm coming around a little bit to Jalen Carter as you're smiling because you used to play D-tackle, my brother. He's got all the measurables, the talent, and when I'm seeing legitimate guys that I trust compare him to potentially Aaron Donald, I have to consider it. So I think as long as you get those two, I'm sorry, one of those two, Spend, which we know that they will. And I'm feeling better about David Montgomery being back as well, by the way. A lot of good uh, vibes there. You get one of those two guys defensively. You get a building block on that side of the football to go along with Justin Fields on offense. I feel like that's a plus there, wouldn't you say? Nick, you've already got me grinning ear to ear. And April is quite a ways away. And our regular season just concluded. You're absolutely right about the front office. Ryan Poles is saying all the right things in terms of bringing Demo back. I don't want to get my hopes up too much for 32 uh, returning to the Chicago Bears because it is kind of a a value game at this point. The Bears like to go with the younger running back in Khalil Herbert. And Poles, of course, is going to have good things to say about Dave Montgomery, who has poured everything he possibly can into these last four years of football. But he alluded to it. It's about where he and the Bears brass value Dave Montgomery. And we know it's going to be far less than what he is truly capable of in terms of his play on the football field and what he should actually be getting money-wise just because that he's going to his second contract and those are rare for running backs in this league. So as far as the draft goes, I would love to trade that pick away, hopefully to a team that has a current player to give to us that might be wishful thinking, but God knows I want a star-wide receiver. If we don't get a current stud on the trade market, you know I'm all about the pass rush and plugging up the middle. So give me a star from Georgia. As we know, they always pan out. Roquan Smith just became the highest-paid linebacker in the history of football, and we drafted him out of Georgia. So keep that same theme rolling and build that defense back up because we're at ground zero on that side of the football. Nick, Super Wild Card Weekend is upon us, and we are coming in hot on Saturday. I'm definitely more excited about those two games Saturday than I am 
on Sunday just because of some of the injuries going around and you know two of those AFC playoff teams are likely without their starting quarterbacks so that kind of takes away from the excitement about those matchups but Saturday I will be glued to the television I already mentioned the San Francisco 49ers matched up against Division rival Seattle Seahawks. That is at Levi's Stadium. And I have no question in my mind that Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers are going to roll through that game and beat the Seahawks for the third time this season. You know, the Seahawks are a great story. I love that Geno Smith has revived his career and, you know, earned himself a starting spot for years to come. But that San Francisco defense is truly unbeatable. And Brock Purdy has clicked with George Kittle at the perfect time. He kind of gave Kittle a resurgent season as he spent a lot of time injured and not being as productive in the receiving game. So you got to give a tip of the cap to Purdy there. There are just too many weapons on that San Francisco offense for them to have any trouble against the Seahawks on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, you know, obviously we kind of have limited times on these shows, but this first game is going to be one that we'll go a little deeper on, it would appear. I totally agree that the Sunday games kind of stink, honestly. And you know I'm an optimist. A lot of it comes down to injuries. I think whether the quarterback was healthy in Tua or, or whomever played uh, for the Dolphins, I think the Bills would roll. You've been consistent since July that that's the best team in the league. I'm not quite there, though they may have the highest ceiling uh, just with some of what their pass rush can do. But I think it's going to be a little better of a game than you think. But I definitely agree. The 49ers, I think, have the most talented roster. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk around here, certainly on my Twitter about Brock Purdy. And I think what's so impressive is he really continued most of it throughout the season. He acknowledges how much help he, he kind of got from Kyle Shanahan and the talent around him. But Purdy's a smart dude. He works hard can make plays on the run. And, and I am legitimately, as an NFL fan, pulling for him to continue to be successful. You know Geno Smith was one of my favorite stories of the year. Kenneth Walker and Tyler Lockett did a lot for me fantasy-wise, which was huge. I think it's going to be a decent game, but you're right. Niners at home, really vaunted defense. They've won 10 games in a row, I believe, and just too many weapons. The Seahawks defense has some nice pieces, uh, but they're, I wouldn't call them an elite unit yet by any means. They were in some high-scoring games. I definitely like the Niners as the favorite there. Nick, we could be going back-to-back -back years where a Super Bowl team also managed to lose to the Chicago Bears in the regular season as the Bears beat the Bengals last year and they made it to the Super Bowl. And the Bears beat the 49ers this year and they could very well be on their way to the Super Bowl. So that could be a trend that rolls into the future. And I believe the Buccaneers the year before on Thursday Night Football. Nick, you're absolutely right. Tom Brady's first year as a Buccaneer, the Bears did defeat 
the Super Bowl champion. Now, I'm not saying or crowning the 49ers just yet because I do think Josh Allen has something to say about it. But I am absolutely predicting the 49ers to make their way into the most important football game on the planet, and that is the Super Bowl. Last thing I'll say about this Seahawks 49ers game, of course we are pulling for Brock Purdy as an Iowa State alum and legend in central Iowa. He is a true NFL talent, and being drafted last in the 2022 NFL draft means nothing at this point. He has flipped that nickname on its head. He is Mr. Relevant. He has some of the greatest weapons around the league on his starting 11, and he's utilizing them to the max. And I think they're going to have a very special January and February. Moving on to Saturday night, Nick. Talk about a story from first pick last year all the way to the playoffs with Doug Peterson, the Super Bowl winning head coach. He absolutely knows how to get the job done and win football games in this league. I was jacked up for the Jaguars last weekend when they defeated Tennessee to earn the AFC South spot in these playoffs. I think this is going to be a tighter battle against one of my favorite players in Justin Herbert on the L.A. Chargers. I, of course, want to hear your thoughts on this matchup. I could very well see this game coming down to the closing minutes of the fourth quarter. Now, there's not a game I'm more excited for this entire weekend. I, I would look disappointed. You know, it seemed like you were on your game. Normally, you would say one of our favorite players in Justin Herbert. Rare game. I'm a big fan of – I shouldn't say rare game, but big fan of both quarterbacks. Um, honestly, I'm not a huge Staley guy for the Chargers, but Doug Peterson, such an awesome story. I, I don't know too many people that cheer against him. Now, I think that place is going to be rocking. I think it's going to be a terrific game. I'm really upset that I won't be able to see much of it live, though this might be one that I record and try to hide from social. We'll see later on. But I just think there's really maybe two quarterbacks in the clutch I would take over Justin Herbert, Mahomes, obviously, and probably your man, Josh Allen. I know Burrow's huge too, but turnovers hurt him sometimes. So I, I do think Justin Herbert does enough. Um, you know, Chargers aren't necessarily healthy, healthy, but they're better than they were in terms of health throughout much of the year. And I, I think we agree as time is flying in this fun episode in one of our favorite weekends, game of the weekend, it would seem. And uh, the line reflects that as well. Nick, it's absolutely game of the weekend. That's why it's in prime time on Saturday night. You've got me excited again for this one. Definitely our man, Justin Herbert, but I have been a fan of his possibly since his last year at Oregon, and he has only made me become more of a fan in his time in the National Football League. What I don't buy is you being able to 
stay away from social media, especially considering that you'll be covering an NCAA basketball game early in that afternoon. So you'll definitely be aware of the outcomes in that first half of the Chargers and Jaguars game. Are the Jaguars to a point where I think they can win playoff games? No, I don't believe so. But they are well on their way to truly a long reign of terror in the AFC South because the Titans have gone down the tubes. Houston perpetually a losing franchise. And the Jaguars got hot at the right time. Very much like what we saw with the Green Bay Packers. They just couldn't close the deal. But Doug Peterson knows exactly what needs to be done in order to propel a football team into the playoffs. I think Trevor Lawrence is coming into his own. That team has also been banged up. Travis Etienne is finally healthy. And I think it's going to be a close matchup. But you can't count out that stingy defense for the Chargers. Two all-pro monsters in Khalil Mack and Derwin James rounding out that defense. So, you know I have to roll with the Chargers. It's going to be a close battle. I think they win it by three or four, if you know what I mean. I'm embarrassed I didn't say Khalil Mack. We were focused on some other areas in this game. We'll kind of pick and choose on Sunday. That unfortunate slate, if we're being honest, not really anyone's fault. Injuries happen. I'm completely cool blowing past Dolphins' bills. Uh, I think Giants-Vikings could be a great game. I was actually talking, shout out to a lot of my friends on the Iowa State beat. A lot of Vikings fans, nearly everyone is. And I said, you know, I'm surprised the Vikings are only favored by three, but they made a good point. I think it was a three-point game when the two teams played this year. And as you know, an NFC North guy, just about every game the Vikings win, it's usually close. I think they get one win in the playoffs this year. I just think there's too much talent. Not sure who shuts down Justin Jefferson, but I don't see them making a ton of noise this playoffs season, Noah. Nick, you're absolutely right about Sunday, and those games would have been far better had starting quarterbacks been healthy. I have no issue blowing past in terms of uh, time in front of us here. Of course, the Bills are going to roll over Skylar Thompson and the Miami Dolphins in a home playoff game for arguably the Super Bowl favorites. So no problem there. The one matchup where I could very well see an upset is Brian Dable's G-Men going on the road to Minnesota and exposing the Minnesota Vikings for their fraudulent season. They are a negative 19-point differential. They have scored less points than all their opponents combined. That is atrocious. This team is going to get beaten at home and sent packing out of these playoffs because Brian Dable is one heck of a coach. He's going to dial something special up on Sunday afternoon and take away any happiness that Kirk Cousins had planned for January and beyond. Hey, that'd be cool. I think a lot of the country's pulling for the Giants. That'd be certainly intriguing. 
And I think it's worth mentioning uh, 13 and four, I believe, by the way, for the Vikings, because they did clip us the final week. One game I can't wait for. And I will not be busy with work, ideally. Monday night, bro. Storylines aplenty. Cowboys, America's team, as they say. Glimpses of finally putting it together this year. Turnover issues, injuries here and there. Against your man, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers at Tampa. Should be a good one. Nick. It's all the way until Monday night. We have to wait for arguably the best matchup of wildcard weekend. Tom Brady, home playoff game. That's all you need to know, folks. Another thing to add to that. He has never in his career lost to the Dallas Cowboys. The greatest quarterback to ever live has never been defeated. By the Cowboys. That's why the line is so close. Yes, Dallas has had a far better season, and the Buccaneers just squeezed into a playoff spot. But we're talking about the greatest football player that has ever lived in his home stadium on the grand stage where he has shined seven times. Seven Super Bowls. This man wins every playoffs that he gets into. Do not worry about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have also hit their stride at the right time. He's finally connecting with Mike Evans, and things are starting to come together for the Bucs. Don't be surprised if they make a run. Don't remind me. One of my top five or six favorite receivers ever, but he crushed me in a fantasy final. I'm not even going to make a pick right now. Maybe we do a bonus show leading in or – some tweets are leading in or some tweets or something before the game. I cannot wait for Monday night. Just going to relax and enjoy that one. I just want to add one of my favorite weekends of the year. Probably this is my third favorite football weekend. Number one, kickoff weekend, as you always say. Number two, divisional weekend. I just feel that kind of gives you some better quality games. But I think we're both very excited. I'm blessed to be able to watch some. I'm sure you probably won't miss more than – 10 or 15 minutes of NFL football in the coming days. And it's nice going in. We miss our Bears in the playoffs. But going into the offseason with a lot of optimism feels pretty good. Nick, you're rounding out the show here perfectly. I think if I miss any football this weekend, it'll be the early going of that Dolphins-Bills game just to clear my head because that's going to be a bloodbath up north in Buffalo, and the Bills are destined for a Super Bowl run. That is my pick, folks, if you are wondering. It is Buffalo Bills versus San Francisco 49ers in the Super Bowl come February. My brother and I, we both have the 49ers, Brock Purdy, leading that team. Credit to him, Shanahan, John Lynch for putting a roster like that together, quite honestly. I made this pick in July, and I'm sticking with it in the Kansas City Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes did some things this year many didn't expect. I won't play into all the underdog stuff, but he's the greatest I've ever seen just in terms of being able to make plays with the football. Chiefs-Bills would be a dream, as you say, looking forward later in the playoffs. Nick, we're certainly going to have to cut you off there after that Patrick Mahomes remark. But, folks, thank God for the game of football. 
And thank you for tuning in. As always, just up. Bear down forever.